Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Metroscope, an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham, speaking today with Anna Williams. Anna is with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Hey there, Anna. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well, and you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having having me. So let's get started by maybe explaining to our audience who the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society is. Absolutely. The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, also known as LLS, is the largest nonprofit dedicated to finding a cure for blood cancer. We invest more in research than any other organization, um, cancer research, but we also do things like patient support services and advocacy. Um, so again, we're, we're the largest nonprofit that's looking to find a cure for cancer. Blood cancers. Explain to me what blood cancers are. Blood cancers are leukemia, lymphoma, non-Hodgkin's, this whole variety of cancers that um, is attacking the blood and the cells in the blood. Um, one of the most fascinating things about LLS is that, yes, we focus on, on blood and finding a cure for blood cancers, but the work that we're doing on blood and on blood cancers is actually transferable to so many different kinds of cancers and other diseases as well. Um, so we do research on the blood, and the blood is the one thing that when you pull it out of the body, it doesn't change composition. So we're able to come up with different therapies and treatments that are then able to treat other cancers, tumors, and other sorts of cancers, and even things like diabetes and other diseases. It's very fascinating. Wow. I know, right? That is super fascinating. <laughs> How did you get into this type of work? So I actually worked for a different nonprofit that was um, working primarily with kids. And I saw a lot of kids that were battling blood cancers. And unfortunately, a lot of kids that lost their lives to blood cancers. And there's nothing okay about kids dying. That upsets the whole turn of the world. It's not supposed to happen. And when I first started working for that nonprofit, the prognosis for a child diagnosed with leukemia was really grim. And I have watched in my, in my tenure the advancements, the treatments really improve. Um, and so much of that is because of the work of LLS. Um, to give you a little bit of perspective, in the last 18 months alone, there have been 25 new cancer treatments that have been approved by the FDA. LLS has funded 20 of those. Wow. That's awesome. It is really awesome. It's something we're very proud of um, because those treatments are real-life changing the game and improving the quality of life for patients and people whose whole world is turned upside down when when they get the diagnosis. Um, so that's sort of the long answer to how I got here. I worked with a lot of patients and it was really heartbreaking and gut-wrenching to watch them be diagnosed and then battle and so many of them lose. Um, and I was doing very patient-oriented um, programmatic work and it's hard. It's really hard. I have so much love and respect for the people that do that. Um, so coming to LLS and being on the really hopeful research side of things where we're able to make some really amazing, groundbreaking advancements in the world of cancer research and treatment 
and then also provide the patient support services and advocacy. That's pretty magical, and yeah. it's much more uplifting and hopeful. Um, and we get to do cool things like like the night. Awesome. Yeah, I want to talk about that pretty soon. <laughs> leukemia, when I think of leukemia, I think of mainly it affecting children. Is that the case, or is it kind of an equal opportunity cancer? That's one of the most interesting things about blood cancers is that they are blood cancers across the board are equal opportunity. It doesn't affect one age group more than another, one gender, one race. Everybody's sort of at risk. There's also no screening for it, so you just have no idea. You can be totally normal one day, and then the next day have this diagnosis just bombard your way into your life. Um, A lot of the patients that I work with, that's the case. Um, They woke up feeling like they had the flu one day, going to the doctor after feeling this nagging flu, you know, tired and strange flu-like symptoms, and eventually doctors run a blood test to find that things are not right. But it's not something that is usually so glaring that you know right away, oh my gosh, I have cancer. It's sort of a a slower onset, and really anybody is susceptible. Do we know any of the causes? Where does it come from? That's a great question. Um, Different blood cancers, there's a lot of speculation about where what the causes might be for different blood cancers because there's a whole variety um, within the category of leukemia, within the category of lymphoma. Um, there's a lot of different, um, very particular, specific blood cancer diagnoses. Um, so each of them, there are different environmental factors that might contribute to a diagnosis, but nobody really knows for sure. And like I said, it's, it's not necessarily hereditary, all of them. It's not, there's no way to screen for it. So um, it is, it's, it's scary that it is an even playing field, but it also shows the great need for it, for the research and for the treatment. Every three minutes, somebody is diagnosed with blood cancer. That's remarkable. That's a, uh, that's a big population. It's overwhelming to think that it's that often that somebody is hearing the words, you have cancer. And the, the blood system and the lymph system in your body, that's, a, that's like a moving target. Mm-hmm. How, do, how do we narrow down the treatments? Mm-hmm. That's a great question, too. So um, we've got some really brilliant minds working on blood cancer research, some of the best in the world. And the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society is very intentional about where we invest and what doctors, researchers, institutions were placing uh, our time, energy, and money to make sure that the best um, that, that our resources are invested in the best possible places to make sure that treatments are being discovered and then applied to patients who really need them. Um, there are some really mind-boggling things happening. Uh, our president and CEO of the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society talks about one particular treatment as Star Wars medicine, um, which is... <laughs> it sounds my eyes got wide. Right? Star Wars? That sounds pretty cool. <laughs> it is really cool. And it's just mind-boggling to think that these brilliant minds, these doctors and researchers, are doing things like taking the HIV virus and manipulating it and adapting it and putting it back into the body, that, and then it's attacking the cancer cells. It feels what? totally counterintuitive, but these are that's something that LLS is funding and the work that's being done to fight cancer, find a cure for cancer. That is remarkable. Mm-hmm. Wow. You said a little bit ago that uh, over the last few months, 25 different uh, treatments have been approved by the FDA, and 20 of them came from LLS. What uh, is on the horizon? What do you see coming? 
much smarter people than me should be answering that. That's for sure. But honestly, it blows my mind every day to hear about, it feels like every day there is something new that's coming down the pipeline, different um, research opportunities and advancements that are just mind-blowing, game-changing um, for all sorts of different diseases. And um, I truly, in my heart of hearts, I believe that there's going to be a cure yeah. in my lifetime, in our lifetimes. Um, and I honestly believe that when there is the, a cure, it's going to be because of LLS, because of what I was talking about earlier, that blood is the only thing in the body that when you remove it doesn't change composition. So w while we're trying to find a cure, blood is the place to find it. Um, and actually the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, we just sort of rebranded and our new tagline is beating cancer is in our blood. Obviously that's double, it's mm -hmm. intended to have a dual impact statement there. Um, in the sense that yes, beating cancer, the cure for cancer is in our blood system, but also LLS truly is the organization. Um, and I believe that with all my heart, we're the organization to find a cure. That's awesome. Gosh, I hope so. I fingers, know, Fingers me too. crossed. Yeah, and I think that's one of the hardest realities is that everybody knows somebody that's been impacted by cancer. Mm -hmm. And working for the Leukemia Lymphoma Society is an honor and it's a privilege. And I hear people's stories every day. People that were totally normal one day and then the next day were diagnosed. People that, you know, their family was totally healthy and living a, a wonderful life. And then a mom, a, a father, a, a kid, a grandparent, somebody was diagnosed and it changes everything. Yeah, um, really and too many people know somebody. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a connection to cancer and it just doesn't feel fair or okay. And so we're doing everything we can to change that game. That's great. So when somebody is newly diagnosed, I'm assuming they can turn to you and get some pretty good support. Absolutely. What, what, what can they get from you? Yeah, we are the largest um, provider of free resources um, for any sort of cancer patient. So more than just blood cancer, we've got all sorts of information support services. Um, blood cancers in particular, we have patient support services like copay assistance and travel reimbursement, actual dollars in pockets of patients, um, because we know that that's a challenge. It's really, really difficult. Yeah. Um, so we have those resources in, in addition to nurse hotlines, care providers, um, support systems, not just for the patient, but for the whole family and all the caretakers, because we know that everybody's impacted by it. Yeah. Um, somebody newly diagnosed, that must be the scariest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. like you've Not only are you terrified, but you probably feel like you're completely alone. Honestly, yeah. And our um, our corporate walk chair is Tana Thompson. She's from Zenium HR this year. And she says it best. She says cancer is a family disease. And everybody yeah. in that person's world is impacted. And it's um, it's terrifying. And so we want to be there for every every person that's in that situation. We want to be able to be there for them. Yeah. Give out the website where people can get more information. It's simple. It's www.lls.org. That is simple. It is simple. <laughs> you don't have to try to spell leukemia. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so you do, uh, we kind of hinted at it a little bit ago, but you have something coming up called Light the Night. Tell me about that. Light the Night is amazing, first of all. It's, um, it's an evening walk, and it's held um, every fall. This year it's October 27th, Saturday, October 27th, in the Portland Southwest area. These walks are held across the nation, and really it's a celebration. It's a celebration of hope and survivorship and this whole community rallying around those that have been impacted by cancer. So like I said, everybody has been in one way or another, and that's the sad truth. 
Um, but this is really meant to be a celebration of bringing everybody together. Um, there's food and music and all sorts of fun. There's fireworks. We walk um, from OMSI across the Tillicum Crossing and around by OHSU and then back. So it ends up being about a mile and a half long walk. Um, but the evening itself, we have a really powerful program that honors all of the survivors and all of those that have been touched by cancer. That's awesome. That's a great part of town to walk into. The Telecom Bridge is just so cool. Have you seen it lit up at night? It's just yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Oh my that gosh. It helps to light the night, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And everybody who comes to the walk, who registers for the walk, um, receives an illuminated lantern. And it's the most powerful thing to see everybody carrying their illuminated lanterns uh, across the Tillicum um, as it gets dark. And each of the lanterns, the colors mean something, and everybody gets to pick the lantern that means um, that, that fits them. So we have white lanterns for survivors, red lanterns for supporters, and then gold lanterns for those that are walking in honor or memory of somebody. What a beautiful visual. It is. It's so beautiful. It's nice. What are your fundraising goals for this year? We are hoping to raise $850,000. Wow. I know. That's a big amount of money. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? I honestly think we can do it. Last year, Light the Night became the biggest walk in Oregon. Um, We raised over $700,000 last year. And um, that is an outpouring of love and support from this community through corporate teams, through friends and family teams, through some amazing retail partners, and then some awesome corporate sponsors as well. You talked about your corporate walk chair. Tell me about tell me who that was again. Our corporate walk chair is Tana Thompson. She's from Zenium HR, and she has been personally impacted. She actually lost her dad to blood cancer, and she has turned that into a way uh, for her to honor him and show her leadership in this community. Um, I'm actually I'm really proud of her. She, um, with the help of her team, she just hosted a fundraising concert, sort of third party event, and she raised over thirty thousand dollars. Wow! I know. She I know. sounds amazing. She is. Yeah, we're pretty proud to have Tana involved, and um, she's done an amazing job of engaging other corporate leaders and sponsors and teams in the community, um, and just getting more people on board. The more people that know about Light the Night and LLS, the more patients we're able to reach. Um, everybody wins in that situation. Yeah. If somebody wants to get involved in Light the Night, how do they do that? It's also really simple. Yeah? <laughs> www.lightthenight.org. Okay. So if you go to the Light the Night website, you're able to find um, any of the Light the Nights throughout the nation, but specifically the Portland Southwest Washington Walk. Um, it'll direct you to the Portland Walk, and there's information about volunteering, about registering for the walk, about anything that you could that you'd like to do with the walk. We can help you. <laughs> yeah. Do a lot of people do it in teams or or individually or all of the above? Most people do it in teams, but everybody's welcome. Um, you can have a team of two or a team of a hundred. Um, we have sort of two different subgroups: corporate teams and then friends and family teams. So corporate teams are businesses and um, other supporters in the area um, that are engaging at, at a business level. So in the office or in schools, um, pulling together and, and having a common goal of a fundraising goal um, or no fundraising goal. And friends and family teams usually rally around a patient and form friends and families, yeah. um, teams coming together to come to the walk and um, sometimes teams make T-shirts and 
make a big celebration out of it, but really everybody's welcome. And I think the biggest thing to remember about Light the Night is that everybody is invited. It's a family-friendly family friendly events. Uh, it's free to register. So we want everybody to come and be part of this magical evening. So it truly is, it's amazing. Yeah. I know a lot of people like to walk with their, their dogs. Do, are dogs allowed at the walk? That's a great question. We are in the gravel lot right behind OMSI for the main part of the ceremony, and so we actually can't have dogs within that lot. Okay. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Probably don't want a bunch of dogs out there. I mean, I do. I always want dogs there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, when, you, when you participate in Light the Night, do you get something like a cool t-shirt or something like that? Yeah, so everybody gets the illuminated lantern, and that's okay. something that you can take home and keep with you forever. It's um, battery-powered, so you, it will keep turning on and off um, forever, forever until the batteries die. <laughs> um, but then in addition to that, anybody who becomes a champion for a cure and raises $100, fundraises $100, um, receives a free T-shirt and a meal at the walk. That's nice. It is really nice. I mean, you think about going out in Portland and having a night out, um, it can be fairly expensive. And yeah. this is a free night for you, but if you're feeling inspired to fundraise, you know, asking a few people for donations um, and raising $100. It happens quite quickly. And then you get a free T-shirt to show off your pride and food to enjoy. And like I said, there's a DJ, there's music, there's all sorts of different, you know, that we have a glam station and the kids zone and all sorts of things to entertain the whole family. Yeah. Do you have some uh, fundraising tips? How should What are good ways for people to raise money? The biggest way to raise money is to just let people know that you're doing this. Put it out into the world and let people know that you are um, lighting the night this year, bringing light to the darkness of cancer. Um, everybody who registers for the walk, their fundraising page is automatically created for them, so they'll have a URL. And sharing that web page via email or social media are two great ways. There's also the classic and very effective letter campaign. I'm always a big fan of snail mail. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice to get something in the mail. And um, by putting it out into the world and letting your friends and family and coworkers and everybody that loves you know that you're doing this and, and raising money to help find a cure for cancer and help bring light to the darkness of cancer, it's always overwhelming in the best way to see how people are willing to support. Yeah. Um, so I think the first and the biggest part of it is just asking, putting it out into the world. Yeah, you'd probably be surprised by how many people who would come out and support you. Well, it's not surprised. Amazing. Your family, of course, is going to be there, but you put it on your social media pages, and all of a sudden people are just coming out of the woodwork like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm right behind you. This is awesome. Right, because everybody has a connection yeah. in some way or another. So at Light the Night, besides the walk in the, on the, in the beautiful area that you get across the Tillicum Crossing, what else is going to be happening there? What can people expect? At Light the Night, we do a lot to make it mission-centered, and we have two of my favorite parts of the walk. The first one is the Remembrance Pavilion, and it's this gold pavilion dome, and you walk inside of it, and it's um, a beautiful, peaceful place for you to take a moment and remember if you've lost somebody to cancer, um, and you can pin up photos and a little note, a reason why, to these bulletin boards almost. Um, and it's a really, it's just a beautiful way to be able to honor somebody in your life. Um, so that is one of my favorite components. And it's, like I said, it's it's in this pavilion and it feels like a little bubble, a place where you can go and have a moment of sil- solitude and, and peace and quiet. Um, 
when outside of it, it's a true celebration and the DJ is playing and kids yeah. are running around and it's so fun right outside of this pavilion. But we feel like it's really important to have that space to honor somebody. Yeah. So that's one of my favorite components. And then my second favorite, which is everybody's favorite, is a really powerful moment that we have in the short program. So before the walk starts, we have a really short program. And during that, we bring all of the survivors with their white lanterns to the center of the audience and they are in the survivor circle. So it forms a circle, and all of our survivors are there. And as they turn on their white lanterns, we light a white beam of light into the sky. We call it our beam of hope. And everybody lights their lanterns around them. So all of these survivors in the center of the audience feel all the love and support of those red and gold lanterns that are surrounding them. And it is just truly magical. there's usually not a dry eye yeah. well, <laughs> because a- it is so incredible to see how this community comes out and shows up for, for everybody. And that support is so important to mm-hmm. survivors and for people who are helping people who have been diagnosed. Truly. Yes. Yeah. That's, that sounds incredible. Again, another beautiful visual. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's convincing you, right? That you want to come. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> it sounds like it's just a really magical night. It is, yeah. Where are you going to be on, sept- on Saturday, October 27th? Probably at the Tillicum Crossing. At Light the Night, yeah. yeah. Light the night. <laughs> That's where you're going to be for sure, right? Yes, absolutely. How long does it take to prepare for all of this stuff? It's probably, it sounds like a big, big to-do. It is, yeah. So I have the honor of working on it all year long, so... I work with our amazing corporate sponsors and teams and friends and family teams and retail partners all year long to sort of maximize the reach and the impact that we're able to have through Light the Night, Um, whether it's being up at the hospitals and doing a Light the Night walk with the patients that aren't able to make it or working with new businesses to, to sell paper icons and raise money through their retail partnerships or the corporate sponsors. I do all sorts of things to help engage this community. Um, and it's it's not a it's not a tough sell <laughs> because it is such an amazing um, mission and it's something that everybody can get behind. I yeah. think that we can all agree that it's time to find a cure for cancer. For sure. So if somebody is being impacted by cancer, whether they've been diagnosed with it or have a family member or a loved one that's going through cancer right now, can they get lots of information at Light the Night about how to help them out? Absolutely. Because it's it's a scary. Trail. It is. It is. Yes, we have information um, and staff, and we're happy to help just share at Light the Night. Um, but even more than that, I think that one of the most par- powerful pieces is that you're able to connect with so many other survivors and people going through treatment, um, caregivers, and just people who have a similar heart for the same same thing that you're going through. Um, so again, just seeing how this community comes together and shows up is amazing. And how inspiring to see people that have survived it, right? They it come really out the is. other side. Yeah, and all ages too. I mean, it's it's just as powerful to see the four year old little girl as it is to see the ninety five year old man. It just all of these people are such warriors and um, are so inspirational. What keeps you going doing this all the time? Those people. Yeah. I mean, you look at those faces, and every single one of them has a story, and um, each story is unique, and it's terrifying and powerful and inspiring and hopeful all in all in one and the fact that I get to show up and and be part of this community every day is it's something that's humbling and amazing yeah that's pretty great good for you (laughs) a nice rewarding job 
It is, yes. <laughs> so in the last minute or so we have here, give me all the details I need to know about Light the Night. Yeah, so Light the Night, um, you go to lightthenight.org and you're able to find the Portland Walk. Register for free. It starts at 5 p.m. on Saturday, October 27th. Um, the walk itself will start around 6.30, 6.45. Um, we cross the Tillicum Crossing around by OHSU and back, and then we top off the night with fireworks. I've been told they're better than the 4th of July. Wow. So. <laughs> That's so a, come out, enjoy, competition. right? <laughs> Be part of the evening, um, celebrate with us, and honestly, bring everybody. Bring your friends and family and kids and grandparents. Everybody's welcome. Uh, the walk itself is about a mile and a half long, but if you have a patient or a grandparent or somebody who's just not able to do the mile and a half walk, we have um, a viewing area where you can sit and watch the beautiful um, string of lanterns people walking with their illuminated lanterns over the bridge. There'll be a viewing area. So we really just want everybody to be able to come out and enjoy. Yeah. Are you going to have a drone fly over to get some aerial photos? We should. Yeah, you should. (laughs) (laughs) I've already said that we're going to have perfect weather for it. So, Well, good. Fingers crossed for that, too. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, this has been great. Thanks for all of your information today. Thank you so much. We're so grateful for your guys' support and... Um, really looking forward to just a magical evening. Yeah. We've been talking today with Anna Williams with the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Thanks again. Thank you. Metroscope is an Intercom Radio Portland public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. If you're involved with a nonprofit or public affairs organization, or if you have an idea for an upcoming show, I'd like to hear from you. Visit MetroscopePDX.com and submit your ideas. You can also go to this station's website and submit your information there. Thanks for listening to Metroscope and enjoy the rest of your weekend. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 